Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything happening in that galaxy galaxy far, far away. Everything from Ithorians to Ishitibs, we've got you covered. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Justin. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and Justin, your mom's an Ishitib. I, wow. That's assault, brother. Uh, I don't this is Kyle, and I don't think we should be bringing mothers into this. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate, Josh. <laughs> I'm never appropriate. Come on. <laughs> True. <laughs> and this is Maggie. And all I'm thinking about are how cute Rancors are. Right? Question mark? So cuddly. Question mark? Well, at least when they get tired. <laughs> Not very cuddly before that. But yeah, we've got a, we've got a good ba- episode of Bad Batch to cover this week. Uh, the fifth episode, Rampage, came out on Friday, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, before we dive into that, though, we're going to cover what we always do. Hmm. Talking about... Home stretch. Yes. Uh, we're at 50... What is it? 51 weeks? 51 Woo. weeks and counting. Woo! Nice. Yeah, get to the uh, hotel blocks go up this week, I believe. VIP was today. The right? stinking Jedi Masters with their expensive tickets. <laughs> um, VIP goes up today. We get the regular ticket packages go up um, the third. Regs on Wednesday. Yep. Um, or and Thursday. 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 And then... Uh, yeah, so go get your go get your hotel tickets, people. Uh, hopefully, some of you can find regular tickets just to go to the event because uh, that's kind of important. Um, you can, I, I don't know, they probably frown upon you sleeping on the sidewalk outside of the convention center, but you know, hey, if that's your only option. On sidewalk, trust <laughs> if That's your only option. You got to do what you got to do. There was a period of time um, when I only had tickets to some days, and I was like. You know what? Screw it. I'm still gonna go, and I'll find something else to do during those other days. I guess we'll wait for the wait for everybody else to get out of the convention. I can also, see Josh. Just, I looked ahead, up Ishi Tib and I feel bad now, so I, I retract. <laughs> you statement. finally see the species. <laughs> I was like, it's Ooh, the okay. I'm sorry. Never mind. Thanks. Thanks. Josh, right. if we're My short mom... one day of tickets, um, we'll have tons of options since we're going to be sleeping in a Winnebago. It seems like um, we'll be able to road trip anywhere we want to go on a day off. <laughs> you guys Sounds don't want to like van it. Good character building. Yeah, you don't want to van it across the country to go to to celebration. That actually sounds super awesome, but I can't take that kind of time <laughs> I off work. Say, that's a lot of days off work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and and Josh, it's okay. My mom can defend herself. She's a little five foot tall Italian woman. She'll grab you by the ear and curse you out, and you won't even know which hit you. So I ain't worried about it. Mm-hmm. I ain't I worried know, about now. it. I know how to duck and <laughs> dodge. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Once I get that ear, though, it's over, man. The show that'd be great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, get your, get your hotel tickets, people. Uh, hopefully if you're still looking for your regular tickets, you can go on to what's the site that, um, Lightspeed. Yeah. Go on to, is that it? Lightspeed where they can, where something you can transfer tickets. Light, oh. something light. Light. It's just so. light. Light. Okay. L Y T E light. 
go to light. Uh, hopefully you can find somebody selling their tickets there. If somebody's parting with them and can't thought it, they were going in August and now they're going, you know, can't go. I don't they think can't it's go in um, May. up yet, but yeah. 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 They'll be closer too. Uh, relatively uh, little news. Uh, we talked a little bit on Friday. There wasn't a lot late last week either. Um, but we did get a little bit of High Republic news, correct, Maggie? We got a little bit of new news coming on that a front. A little bit, yes. So there is a new graphic, well, not graphic novel, but comic series coming out uh, from Daniel Jose Older and David Watcher called Star Wars The High Republic Trail of Shadows. It is a mystery noir uh, comic series about the Jedi Knight Emmerich Kafter and private detective uh, Sion Holt as they investigate this mystery that's going on around the Jedi Order, which ties in with the books that come out um, later this month. And I'm trying to figure out exactly when the publication date is. It is October, but they don't have an actual date yet. Mm. So probably mid-October if I was a guessing person. But it sounds really cool. They likened it to Mulder and Scully. And as an X-Files fan, I'm very excited about that prospect. Nice. I, I'm in for any High Republic we can get. Mm -hmm. I'm all for Seriously, it. Seriously, it's so good. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That way you can uh, get a little of this. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Hey. Yep. Get a little bit more of that coming your way in uh, in uh, October with some uh, High Republic mystery style noir noir style mystery style. Goodness, gosh. We both got. Can't even. I know. I can't even put them together in the right order. Goodness. Well, let's put. Let's talk about something that's a little bit easier to put in order here. Bad Batch. Double B. Bad Batch. We're talking episode five, Rampage. Now, Friday when we talked about this on the live stream, I asked the question of of the the watchers and of of Ky of uh, Josh and Maggie because they were on. Kyle was camping in the woods. We're thankful he made I it was, back and didn't get his arms ripped off by a Wookiee. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> always good to make it back and not get attacked by uh, Ewoks. That's also a good thing. So or the Gorax or the Gorax. What is? Well, he's it? already been taken. I don't know if you saw that movie that we had to watch for <laughs> research work purposes, but uh, they took care of the Gorax already. He's yeah. no longer a threat. Yeah. So, so I had asked this question on Friday was we, we talked a little bit about pacing of Bad Batch in comparison to some of the other stuff. And it, um, I believe it was Fast Bobby brought up that, you know, it reminded him a little bit of the pacing of Clone Wars season three, where it's, you know, very kind of slow and it's it's going for a while and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of action happening. But what I was reading last week a little bit on on the interwebs was that, uh, you know, some people were like, oh, I'm not really into Bad Batch all that much. It's just too slow. There's nothing going on. You know, and they were like, Mandalorian was so much better. And I go, well, when you when you're comparing it to Mandalorian, which in season two was like, boom, hitting you with something new and big every week because they could. They had already established season one. It's a very different style and feel than what you're getting in Bad Batch here. So, Kyle, I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and see what your thoughts were on the flow and speed, I guess, of, of season one so far of Bad Batch. Um, I understand that comment that it's a little slower pace than maybe some people would prefer. I think part of that is that 
it is a longer episode run, right? I I believe there's going to be more episodes of Bad Batch than there were of The Mandalorian. Um, So obviously (laughs) we're going to... You have a season-long story arc, which is a season. So if we're going to stretch it out over you know, 16 episodes instead of eight or 10, then obviously things move just a hair slower. Um, I think it's typical from some of the animation for there to be episodes where we get a lot of world building and new information. And I'll say those first couple bad batches did have bad batch episodes did have a little more of that than these last few have. Um, But there's also, um, historically, a lot of what some people would refer to as filler episodes where you go off on an adventure and maybe it moves the plot forward mm-hmm. a little bit, but we get a little bit of character development in there, but it's more just um, a kind of like a fun side romp. And, and we get some of that too. And I think like, you know, um, we're, like with Omega picking up the 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 bow, and Wrecker grabbing his head. We get little tiny things that I think are going to have bigger payoffs later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm i into it. It doesn't bother me by any means. Um, but I understand where people want more, 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 more. But that's also, to me, a little bit of you're just never going to satisfy Star Wars yeah. fans. Yeah, It's never going to be enough, unfortunately. And Mandalorian I, got pretty close, I guess. But Well, and, and yeah, that was... I think what were sixteen episodes for Bad Batch? Yeah, there's sixteen, yeah. whereas yeah. Mandalorian was was what ten? Is that right? I think ten. So, so and I want to say the first season was even a little shorter, but yeah, it, yeah, it's it's just not a super fair comparison either. The Mandalorian is, uh, I think, geared towards a slightly older audience. I know all Star Wars is uh, like considered a family show, but I think. Um, the live action and just the nature of it, it it's geared towards different markets and mm-hmm. um, they're just different. And the Mandalorian was like one of the most popular shows of the whole last couple years at all in any mm-hmm. genre across the board in the whole world. So um, yeah. that's a pretty high standard to hold a, a new animated series to. And it was, like I said, it was different. They could hit you with, Oh, here's Bo-Katan. Oh, here's Luke Skywalker. Oh, here's, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, here's this. Here's like they could do that week to week because they had already established season one. So I think, you know, only what five episodes into Bad Batch, I think when we get to about that halfway point, we'll see kind of what we did like with Rebels, where you get a big midpoint and then a big, you know, season end finale going into episode one of whatever the next season is. When it, we're in a different time, too. Um, in the Mandalorian, the people we think of and the types of people we think of as being the good guys are on the upswing. They just won. They're reforming, um, the government and, uh, you know, they're feeling successful and we're happy to see them Mm -hmm. in the bad batch. They all just died or are in hiding or, you know, they are losing right now in the, in the biggest way possible. So, um, we're not going to have those fun run-ins with people who are like at the top of their game. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just a totally different situation. It's through five episodes so far, Kyle, what is your, what is your favorite episode? Uh, I think that first one is still probably my favorite. It was 
uh, really long and it was, we got all that, that order 66 and, um, rise of the empire stuff from a different perspective than we've seen, um, those familiar touch points. Um, and, and we got to see the bad batch together, um, really working well as a unit, which we haven't seen a, a ton. They did it in that clone wars season seven mm-hmm. arc. They were a well-oiled machine. And then when they first burst onto the scene in episode one with Caleb, Do- or well, I guess not. A- yeah. Caleb, Doom. <laughs> I almost said not Canaan, but with Caleb at the time and they, they ran through that whole battalion, half an army worth of battle droids and all that. And they were uh, looking really slick, but they haven't, they've been much more out of their element since then. Um, so I, I think still the first one is my favorite, but in true star Wars fashion, I think it'll all be different in hindsight. Once we see yeah. the total package together, I think um, things tend to have more or different meanings yeah. at the end of the day. Opinions may change. And, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this one, you know, we talked a little bit about it Friday was this one's probably my favorite since that first one out of the five episodes that we've had so far. This is probably my favorite one just because it was um, it, I thought it was actually pretty fast paced for for the that episode. I thought it was pretty fast paced and, and we had a lot of um, fun moments in this one and some callbacks and just overall a nice blend of things in this episode of Bad Batch. I think every episode in and of itself has been fast paced. Really. I don't, I don't think you can say that the pacing mm-hmm. of the episodes is ever slow. There's always big action set pieces mm-hmm. after that first episode. They've only been 23 minutes long, 25 minutes long. And they, they've all got, like I said, these big action pieces. So it's not like you can just dilly dally around and waste time. They, I mean, they're right. moving, but I, I think the complaint would be that we're not just, jumping straight into meeting all these familiar characters and and the big battle and getting right back to crosshair and what's going on with that we're not immediately diving into the biggest plot points uh they're doing a slow burn and and people mm-hmm. lack patience you know and you know that's stay on target sign of the sith lords but what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> patience something you gotta learn yep oh yeah see that meme I don't I don't remember who posted it now, but it was like, you know, Star Wars fans like right after something comes out and it's Anakin, I hate you and then the second yeah. and then it's like a couple years after and it's Han doing doing that, mm. doing the shrug and then the you know, later on, uh it, and it's Luke, the sacred text, like everything yeah. grows on it. Everyone <laughs> like I mean not every we don't all hate everything right away, but even the people that hate stuff generally, a lot, not all of them, but a lot of them realize that they're dumb and love it later on because mm-hmm. it's Star Wars. So Yeah. Yep. So, Kyle, let's dive into uh, episode five here, Rampage, and uh, tell us a little bit about it. I feel like you've put a lot of pressure on me right here in the <sighs> beginning of this episode, but but this is okay. all we'll, off the top we'll of Kyle's roll, head. We'll he just remembers it. it all. <laughs> if only. No. <laughs> I, I, I wrote this down. Spoiler alert. I wrote some of these things. <laughs> uh, but like Justin said, this is episode five of The Bad Batch, Rampage, directed by Stuart Lee. We've talked about him. This is his third episode of The Bad Batch. He's directed a million animated Star Warses. Uh, written by Tamara Becker Wilkinson. 
Um, she's got credits on a ton of different comic book shows, Doom Patrol, Daredevil, Runaways, Iron Fist, um, along with being a script coordinator. I didn't even know what that was, but I guess that's the person who is like the liaison between the writing staff and the production department. Um, mm-hmm. But she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which classic, nice. lots of Buffy fans out there, myself included. And featuring special guest star, I asked yes. if you guys knew who this, who who is this, who played Sid? Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman, yeah. famous. Yeah. Carla from yes. Cheers, four oh, yes. Emmys on 10 nominations, classic. She's been in a handful of episodes of about a million different TV shows too, but nothing yeah. like Cheers. Oh, no. Um okay, so on to the actual show itself. We are on Ord Mantel, which is located in the Bright Jewel system in the Midrim, colonized around twelve thousand BBY by Carillion settlers. Every mm. everyone is settled by insurgents at some point. Um this is the base of operations for the black sun crime syndicate. That's where we've heard of this um, planet before. This is where Sidious and Dooku and Grievous fought the shadow collective and Darth Maul in the son of Dothamir. We talked about that a little bit during the uh, siege of Mandalore um, arc of clone wars. Is there a um, sizable falling presence on that planet then outside <laughs> of uh, black sun? I don't know if there there's like a bit of a chicken or the egg scenario there. Like are the black sun falling because they're on Ord Mantel and that's who lives there? Or mm. did the black sun who are falling go there and now there's falling there? I'm, I'm not sure. But of course we see that girl and her presumably dad being held captive by the slavers yeah. later who are falling. And those are the people who run the shadow collective or the black sun, I should say. Um, so I'm not sure about that. I was wondering the same thing. It it Hmm. didn't really specify. It did say it's orbited by 15 moons though. Jesus. At least 15 moons. That's too many. That's a lot of moons. I think it's too many. That's no moon. That's no moon. That's no moon. What is it? That's no moon. (laughs) (laughs) It's more than enough moons. Or it's Um, like when you're looking at the stars at night, you're like, that's a moon. 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 It would never get dark out. (laughs) <laughs> it, I mean, it would just be reflected by 10 moons a night. It's too much. It's crazy. Um, and this is where Han ran into a bounty hunter uh, somewhere between I'm A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Too mm-hmm. soon. So, sorry. Sorry. The bounty hunter he ran into on Orb Mandel changed his mind. Deathmark is tough to live with. Um, And so we are flying to... Ord Mandel, Mantel, Mantel, yeah, like we mm-hmm. just mentioned, um, to meet Sid, who is a, an informant for the Jedi, and or was. There's not really a ton of Jedi going around anymore, and she's probably not going to brag about that openly because they got hunted to death. But she is a Trandoshan female who we don't see a lot of in the Star Wars universe, um, and she was also, in the least judgy way. She was the least fit Trandoshan I've ever seen in my life. False. I'll put it that way. She's definitely False. working a desk job. Who's le- who's less fit than her? The dude that was running the mining guild uh, ship. He had a beer gut. He didn't. He was like in rebels. Um. Yeah. Mm, I thought that was a possibly. different. 
No, that was I, yeah, Ocean. I thought that was like a weird hissy. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, you're talking about like the um the lizard guy. Yeah, that's like, what I'm that talking was about. The, that was the captain. The Trandoshan was like the um slave master or something. He was like the mm. I don't know the one watching over everybody. Yeah, debatable, debatable. <laughs> I think she's also he, one he of the oldest Trandoshans we've she was seen old too. And so she far. Was like, Mm, didn't have Bos- that hissy didn't voice. Did we see at all. Boskin Rise of Skywalker? He's pretty old then. Isn't that where we saw I him? Guess, but... Yeah, didn't they do like. No, or did we say they should. See, I should no. watch that movie again, I guess. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> but. We saw him for a second. I can't remember if that's a thing that we... actually happened or if we were like, oh, it would have been cool if they did that. I, don't, I really can't remember. <laughs> But she's definitely but, one of the older transitions we've She's seen. older. She's not in peak physical. She's not hunting any Wookiees anytime soon. Let's put it that way. I think we can all agree. And uh, she didn't do the hissy thing. I don't. Maybe she didn't say any words with S's the whole uh, uh, episode. But she didn't do the like master skier thing that a lot of the transitions do. You know. Maybe she has. She's, she's got a like local accent now. She, yeah, she code switches for who she's talking to. <laughs> could be. It could be. Or she went to university. I don't know. Maybe she. She's now she's got the midwestern accent or something. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Or she <laughs> could be like that Wookiee in the EU who has a speech impediment, so he so he actually sounds like basic. Yeah, that was that a thing is that a existed. Very specific speech impediment to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what luck or bad luck i guess it depends on how you look at it but she runs sid's parlor which is not a super creative name for a cantina i suppose if your name is sid but um empty yeah it was not doing there was Nobody one in there two Ethorian people fighting somebody right mm-hmm. but that was about it she wasn't doing a ton of business um so they they go there looking for her and for some reason they're <laughs> Like, where is this guy? Who is it? They keep asking her. She's blowing him off. And then Omega is like, you're Sid. Uh, I don't really know how she knew that. Maybe that's her enhanced clone power that we're going to find is she knows people's names without them telling her. Um, But she figured it out. She solved the riddle. Maybe she looked at a napkin on the bar and it said Sid's bar. And she's like, oh, well, that's the owner right there. That must be Sid. I, I have no idea. But she figured it out. Um, and then these clones who are, as we've stated previously, they're not worldly. They have no idea what's going on. They're like, Hey, stranger, just help us for no benefit to yourself because we want help. We want to know who this person hunting us down is. Um, mercenaries. (laughs) Yeah. They're so shocked. We're not mercenaries. We're soldiers who are doing jobs for money. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, so they're like, tell us who this bounty hunter is chasing us. And she's like, well, okay, first, go catch this young lady, Moochie, who was kidnapped by uh, Zygerian slavers. And then when you bring Moochie back to me, I'll tell you who's hunting you down because I have information. I don't know how she has all this information. Uh, She did mention that she's got connections in the bounty hunters guild. Mm -hmm. So that's how she's going to find out about the person chasing them, I guess. But... She's got all kinds of info. Seems a little sketchy to me, but you know, who am I to pass judgment? I don't really know. She's just trying Which, to make her way in the universe. We've been judging oh, yeah. her a lot, honestly, as this has gone on. I'm kind of <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to feel bad head. about it. Which I I loved her office because her office had tons of stuff, just little things hidden in the she background. 
Yeah, she had like a bowcaster on the table. Uh, there was a phase one clone helmet on the wall. There was a clone trooper pilot helmet on the wall. The banners that were hanging to the, the behind her desk, I'm sure those mm-hmm. symbols mean something. We just, I don't know yet. Um, the big tooth on her desk right in the front, in the middle there. Uh, if you look above her chair, there's a pair of West Star blasters, We Star blasters there that are very similar to what the style that Django Fett used to use. And then there's also a, uh, looks like a white Mandalorian helmet over on the wall, kind of towards Boba Fett. She yes. Got the exclusive? Yes. She got nice. the exclusive. So she is, yeah, um, she's a collector. She got a bottle a- of bourbon on the table, like on her desk. Wow. Like, can you blame That's her? That's brandy, sir. Carillion brandy. It is a bar. She, um, uh, She's, was there any indication what that giant tooth came from? No, I don't think so. But Zillow Beast. I, I said it just now. So we're Zillow Beast. Zillow Beast. If it wasn't written anywhere else, she got a do Zillow some, Beast tooth. We'll do some cross reference photos and see if we can now. find a <laughs> Zillow yeah. Beast tooth. I was impressed with her collection. I just have to say. Yeah. Like it was, it was nice. It was like, editions. uh, it was, it was impressed. Like she's, she's worldly, I think, or at least his knowledge of things outside of. Her bar. She does and seem well traveled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so she gave him a job to do. She called him mercenaries. They were surprised by that, even though it's like a very on the nose description of what they are. They are almost like if you read the dictionary description of mercenary, it would describe exactly what they do. So, <laughs> um, they go off to save Muchi from the Zygerian slavers, who you may remember from Clone Wars. Season four, episodes 11 through 13, Kidnapped, Slaves of the Republic, and Escape from Cadavo. Um, These are not nice people. It's the storyline based on an arc from the Clone Wars comic series by Henry Gilroy. Um, I learned that today when I was Hmm. researching for this. Um, I did not know. I'm, of course, very familiar with that story arc, but I did not know that it was uh, based on a comic series. and there it is. Cool. But that is yeah. a great Clone Wars arc, I have to say. If you've not seen it, it's a really, really good one. A, there's some killer outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, these are bad, bad peri- people, but they know how to dress. And um, there's some really good stuff with Anakin. Obviously, he's got some um, childhood trauma based on slavery. Not that anybody's cool with slavery, but I think ex-slaves are probably even less cool um it's really good it's really really good so some good fights we've already met these guys yeah tons of them and they've got those cool vibro whip things um that we see in this episode um and they're cat people which i mean what's not to like about a cat person so (laughs) yeah and and they're turds that uh, that's not that's (laughs) understated like galactic slavery you're like worse than a turd but they're 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 pretty pretty bad Mm-hmm. pretty pretty bad um but here they are and they they get their butts kicked that's the one upside they get their butts kicked like every time we see them so you know we, who's better to like get tossed around by a rancor than slavers <laughs> bunch because of zagarians yeah. little little to no guilt there at all so <laughs> um apparently bib fortuna who again we didn't find this out till the end of the episode spoiler alert i hope if you're listening you already saw it um it'd be really stupid if you haven't but uh, Bib Fortuna, of course, was put in charge of recovering 
Moochie by presumably Job of the Hut. He's his right hand man. He's trustworthy. He can get a job like this done. Voiced again by Matt Wood. Pretty much speaking Huttese the whole time, right? Yeah. Did he speak any basic? I think it was all Huttese, which we like. Um, you know, we like an alien language around here. But he did call her. I saw this. It must have been translated somewhere. But he called Muchi a sweet girl. Apparently, they really love her. They're they're fans of the Rancors at the oh yeah at the Jabba's palace. This is not the Rancor we met in Return of the Jedi, correct? Mm-hmm. Nope, it is not. That one is presumably yeah. a relative or something. Who knows? Maybe this is its mother. I don't really know. I don't know how fast they grow. Um, hard to say. But I do know they get very attached to them because they put out a huge bounty on this one. And when Luke kills him in Jedi, there's many crocodile tears shed by um, Malachim trainer guy. Yeah. So, so she tosses him an Intel stick, which is what it was called on Wikipedia, even though they never said it. Jump drive. Yeah. Even though they never said it in the episode and that's like a made up thing that doesn't exist anywhere else in Star Wars. She tosses him the thing. She's like, here's all the details you need. They're in old Ord Mantell City, which is like, this is Ord Mantell City. They're in old more Ord Mantell City. Like the historic geez, district. Geez. Like, it's like new, new, it's like new, old new Vegas York. versus yeah. new Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Which is in ruins old on Scottsdale. the other side of the... Yeah. We're out of names. What else could we possibly call anything <laughs> other than Ord Mantell City? We're on Ord Mantell, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. But... uh so they're going to the other side of this uh, planet to the ruined city of old Ord Mantell City. I don't know how it got ruined. No one knows, presumably. I mean, maybe someone knows. knows. Pe- people on Ord Mantell know, I would yeah. assume. But uh, none of us know, I don't think. Unless one of you knows. And didn't. I'm not mm. telling. My mm. lips are well, sealed. I don't really care that much. But now that you mentioned it, I'm getting more curious. Now I was curious. Can I do one of my old uh, my old things that I do? Oh, are you going to mention something from 10 or 15 minutes ago? Yeah, you knew <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I love it. I love so it. the Sorry. the Bosque appearance is actually in Duel of the Fates, the Trevor Ross script. They cut to Bosque at the uh, end. Like, oh, everything's so it, fine now. Like, yeah. It was a, that would have been cool if they did that kind of thing. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Um, And yeah. one more comment about this trip to old Ord Mantell City we see Wrecker is still bothered by a headache. I don't want to alarm anyone. Don't remind me. I don't want to alarm anybody. I don't want to jump to me. any conclusions, but it's that Dorito chip in his head. in a row. Cool Ranch. That his, oh, his delicious Cool Ranch Dorito chip might be inhibited. Bad breath. <laughs> The bad breath, if that's what happens if they eat too many Cool Ranch Doritos. Have you, yeah, that's they give the bad, you bad batch breath. gets the bad breath. No, yeah. clearly a problem at this point though with Wrecker. Yeah, it's not just a coincidence um, anymore. This is now. I, I'd be very surprised if they were like, uh, "Gotcha! All he needed was a Tylenol." It seems like a something. So yeah, I think he's going to be okay in the end, but seems like something for real. Um, so we get here, we get to the ruins, and we see the slavers with their captives. Um, we're, we're checking them out with the cool, like macro bio binox that they use in star Wars. Um, 
uh, Omega's out there mixing it up, being part of the team. Uh, she already got her her com link at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. that she's like calling, playing with it like a walkie-talkie. And I guess not a toy, but uh, I really like her. She's fun. She's got some like good comic relief. I love the accent. A little um, spunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really into it. The uh, Trandoshan lady Sid called her like the brains of the operation yeah. <laughs> at one point. Wrecker gives her a low five in the background. It's uh, I, I'm I'm into it. She's my she's my runaway favorite right now of of the show. But um, they're they're surveying the scene. They're seeing what are we getting into. We got to find this kidnapped kid, uh, young girl, and they see the falling girl being held by the slavers and they're like well obviously that's the only little girl in there this is the one we got to go get mm-hmm. to and like josh mentioned falling these are the black sun people who also were running their crime syndicate off this planet don't know if falling are there because of the black sun or if the black sun are made of falling because falling lived there it's a little confusing to say but who knows i don't know which way that went um but there they are so they go down they're going to try and try and find her try and uh bust her out Good thing it didn't really work because they've got, I don't know about bad, but at least incomplete intel. They're going for totally the wrong target. Either way, they get busted on the way down. They didn't even make it all that far uh, by a Brazak, which is a also known as a Zygerian gliding lizard, which is pretty Poor on the nose for uh, what those things are. Uh, what they are it's just a giant gliding mm-hmm. lizard and it really is giant and this is another word i learned today they are giant reptavians which is the Say thing what? that exists in the star wars universe means it's part reptilian and part avian which is probably uh maybe that thing that obi-wan that is Obi-Wan's riding around on. yeah yeah also would be a reptavian huh. but not a brazak yeah go ahead josh you know, it's just interesting that you brought that up because I have uh, Falleen on my like second screen now, and they are mm-hmm. also a, like a hybrid of what we they are reptomammalian, part reptile, mm. prep part, mammal. Yeah. So yeah. Very so do they lay eggs? I haven't read that far. <laughs> <laughs> They're cold blooded, but they give live birth. I don't know how it works, but uh, there's something going on there. Oh, well, they were a colonial really species appear. that migrated and adapted to dominate many worlds and also inhabited Ord Mantell alongside a human population. Hmm. That's a little ambiguous, though. Did they inhabit can be inhabit right. because they were already there or did they inhabit because they moved it over yeah. or yeah. whatever? Like, um, Still questions beget more questions. And Which, I go think ahead. didn't Echo say something essentially because like we we talked about it Friday. It was like the worst recon ever because they literally looked. They found the center of the circle and were like, "Oh, let's go there." And like, "All right, we'll yeah, run down yeah, there." Yeah. You go up. It was the worst up. recon ever. But I thought Echo had made a comment that well, it's not like a normal military operation. Like we don't have enough. Tech said that when he when yeah. uh, when they were already held captive I, I think hunter asked him or maybe wrecker no hunter asked him uh you know what are our odds here what what are mm-hmm. we looking at and he's like well, i i don't know this isn't a military <laughs> right. operation we've never done this before i don't have anything to compare it to we have no idea what's going on like they, uh, which is a they good didn't, point like what are just, our odds no they clue. didn't take never any time this. though to like yeah, analyze they anything they were just like oh look there oh. she is let's go get her and like wait we well, should probably said, look around and 
what yeah. smash and grab like ah, maybe maybe yeah. try a little covert move when you're trying to break somebody out of being held captive just right. a thought i don't know right. i'm not a military expert yeah. um and i have to mention this because it's so gross but <laughs> it said on the brazak aka zygerian gliding lizard aka dragon um page that they could glide using their skin flaps which is just a disgusting <laughs> description for any part of any anatomy but it's true they could glide is, i mean isn't that what sugar gliders do they glide on their skin flaps um those are wings and i think it's gross of you to call them skin flaps so <laughs> um sugar gliders i think it's the same mammals. thing yeah with skin that flaps that allows I mean, they're bats, not wings. Bats, Kyle. Wing, bats wings are skin stretched over bone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lawyered. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. Um, okay. Logic. <laughs> uh, I agree with you there. I'll go. You know what? There's maybe a, it's because there's a, like. Well, there's some sugar gliders up the road for me. I'll go chat with their owner. <laughs> maybe it's because it's between like their arm and their leg, but like on a bat it's literally just their arm it doesn't yeah. attach to the leg because their their feet are not attached to the wing whereas you like on a sugar glider or say it's attached between want, but i'm never going to agree that skin flap is the best way to describe anything <laughs> um i would like to know if you think that this is a better uh, description since we brought up uh, sugar gliders um this is this is what it says um on they the have a thin skin membrane yeah the sugar glider is characterized by its pair of gliding membranes i'm I'm down with gliding membrane Somewhat way more than, than skin, skin flap, flap. <laughs> the skin flap is what the guy who is working in the um the dock the last episode had he needed to like <laughs> I can't remember what they're no, talking about. We can't use Me and Nub with the skin flaps. That's what their faces look like. So gross. But he uh, can't use those to fly. Oh, you, that you know of. Yeah. True. Good point. He could. He Good might point. be able to jump off a tall building and like kind of parachute, though. It looks like it could puff out and <laughs> slow him down. Ugh, so gross. Skin flaps. Disgusting. All right. Well, these giant skin flap wielding lizards uh, are used as transportation by guards and the high class of Zygeria. And I'm pretty sure if you watch those Clone Wars episodes, either Obi-Wan and or Anakin go cruising around on them a little bit too. Um, They also appeared in season four, episode 12 of the Clone Wars. And they are, this was impressive. 9.3 9.3 meters tall and 10.2 meters long. That's a giant wow. lizard. Giant. Jeez. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, but they got caught by one, so they're trapped. They're down there. They're with the slaves. They're as good as done. They're asking what the odds are. Tech doesn't even know because they've never been in a situation like this. Um, they're... Wrecker, of course, is just like trying to rip his collar and handcuffs off and they're shocking him. And then Echo does like the, oh, you better not do that again, even though I'm like chained up and helpless right now. So they shock him too. And um, there they are. They're, they're, the cavalry came in to rescue the wrong person and got themselves captured because they had little to no plan. Um, they had no plan. 
None at I don't all. Know what they're they like, were thinking. there she is. Let's go grab her. They weren't thinking. That's a problem. Uh, that 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 seems like Tech's area where he's really falling, falling sleep, falling mm-hmm. asleep on the job. Um, but then they sent two other guys who have to ride speeder bikes. They're not allowed to ride a giant skin flap flying lizard for some reason. They're only have not achieved that status. Only one flap, and it's for the boss. Um. They go to check out the Havoc Marauder that they found up on the ridge. And um, Omega's in there with Gonky, where she was told to stay while the Bad Batch takes care of business. Failures. Taking care of business. Big time. They did not do a very good job, though. She goes, um, she says, hide Gonky. And he literally just goes, funk, and curls his arms in and his legs in and shrinks down to the and I turns felt like off. he. I felt like he did a little like look left, look did. right thing. Like there's he nowhere did. to go. And then just <laughs> sat straight down and turned all the lights off. It he's like, good. he's like, look, girl, I, uh, look, I'm a power droid. Where am I going to go? Uh, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like I, I got nothing. Giant cube. <laughs> there's no, there's no cube. crawling under the bed. Yes. Um, yes. But she somehow slid out a trap door in her bedroom compartment of the spaceship, which Seems treacherous when you're out in um, open space, but it hasn't caused him a problem yet. Mm. And she grabbed she, a backpack. She did. She grabbed her pack with her items in it. I don't remember her ever using anything out of that backpack the rest of the time, but she did have it on, um, which is impressive. In there. Just in case. You want to be well-fueled when you're going on a hike, especially in the desert. I hope she had some water in there. You got to stay hydrated. Um. So she's going to check out what's going on. She whips out her binox again, and lo and behold, all her people are captured, which is why she couldn't reach them on the comm. So Omega to the rescue. That goes sort of well. Um, they're trying to run the they're trying to run a distraction while she's sneaking down into this pit where they're being held. So they keep talking to the guards and 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 arguing with them basically to keep their attention. Um, and she finally gets to this cage and sees the baby rancor that we mentioned earlier that they don't quite know yet is Mochi, but we do. Moochie? Moochie. Yeah. Snoochie? Snoochie Boochies? Boochie? Moochie. Anyway. Moochie So she, she sees the rancor in there, and she sees this as her opportunity to create a diversion, because what better diversion than a um, giant beast that's going to slam everybody into the wall and throw mm-hmm. boulders at them? Um, but just as she gets to the front of the cage, she gets captured by the slavers. You think maybe she didn't get it, but she shows you that I was actually letting him out of the cage, and boom, <laughs> Audi busts. Havoc ensues, and the... Um, Bad Batch immediately break out because Wrecker can just break the chains and break the collar when he's not being shocked. And everybody's free. And we're on the run. And we're going to get the girl. And I guess we were just going to leave her dad there to fend for himself and take his (laughs) child away from him because that was the job. That seems like what was going to happen. But they're like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Moochie, we got you. We're going to take you home. And the dad, who is not speaking (laughs) basic, so we don't really understand him, but you get the main idea. He's like, that's not Moochie. That's Moochie. And he points over (laughs) there at the um, baby Rancor, and they realize that this job is just a little bit more difficult than they previously anticipated. Um, 
that's when Echo and Omega take the other prisoners to get them off to safety, and the rest of the Bad Batch goes chasing down the Rancor. Um, along the way, Omega picks up an energy bow that was dropped by one of the one of the guards there. Um, these are super cool. They've turned up a few times in Clone Wars. It's a bow string, um, a string and arrow that are made of energy rather than solid materials. So it's shooting like laser bolts, blaster bolts instead of actual arrows. I can't imagine an actual arrow being super useful in Star Wars unless you're an Ewok. Um, they're also used by the Night Sisters who made them out of plasma energy. I don't know exactly what the difference is, but it's specified. And hmm. I don't realize, I didn't realize this, but the, uh, defected stormtrooper Janna in the rise of Skywalker used a variant of this bow that imparted an energetic charge to a physical error. So it didn't use an energy arrow, but it kind of charged it up. So I guess it like blew up or whatever when she shot hmm. it, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, I didn't, didn't know that either. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're uh, escaping with those guys. She grabs a new little toy, which I'm sure we'll get more information about later. She never really used it, uh, but she did strap it on and it does look super slick. Hunter, <clears throat> Hunter and tech and wrecker go to chase down this rancor that they now realize is their job to wrangle and take back to, Sid to get their uh, get their bounty and get the information they want. Um, Hunter has a little fight with one of the slavers there where he gets the whip around his arm and beats him up with a little hand to hand battle and and uh, they catch up to the the rancor just wrecking everybody and and Wrecker does the thing like looks like she's got under control herself you know he's always good for a little a little quip and. Um, this was one of the funniest parts to the to the episode to me but they get down to it and and they're like well what do we do how do we how do we get this thing and tech says well they're they're like pack animals sort of like wolves or dogs or something and mm -hmm. um uh you you have to take out the dominant one you know you have to assert your you dominance over it so yeah. so wrecker gets into a fist fight with the baby rancor um <laughs> which looked almost like a stalemate i guess he won because they got it to go with them but man, they that rancor gave him everything he could handle. It was, it was a, like a heavyweight battle to the last round. It was the best matchup Wrecker has had uh, as far as an equal fight yeah. at this point than anybody else. Toe -toe. So I, I do have to mention he did get knocked out at one point during this episode by the giant lizard with skin flaps. So he is still <laughs> knocked out a thousand every, every as far episode. as getting taken out every episode. He has not gone unscathed yet. Um, that's a, that's about all I've got. So we get the Rancor back to Sid. Obviously she takes him inside, uh, takes Hunter inside, gives him the rundown on Fennec Shan. Doesn't really tell us anything. We didn't already know. She's a bounty hunter. She's really talented. Obviously if she's out to get you guys, there must be um, you must be really wanted or something like that. Somebody really wants to get their hands on you. Um, and still didn't know who hired her though. Right. And, and that her gave them this the guild, this little interaction between she and Hunter where he realizes like, 
yes, people are out to get us. And now you know where we are right now and who we were last seen. And you obviously share information for money. And she does this thing where like, I'm good at keeping a secret. And obviously he doesn't trust her. So, um, I'll be, I think that makes me feel like we're going to see this character again. I don't know if we're going to come back to her for more information or for another job to make some money or if she'll turn up as an adversary who sells them out. But I think we might see her again. Mm. I think we'll definitely see her again for another mission of sorts or something. It definitely, I think I said this in the live stream, but it's, it, it felt like um, a mission and like a, like a first mission and in the story mode of Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. where you go do something and then it mm-hmm. becomes a place where you can go back to do more missions. Ah, come yeah. back and see me if you need more work. Like, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. That was exactly what that scene was. Those yeah. are her mercenaries there. Yeah, that now, or maybe she'll even call them. Like, I, I need a, I need a people to get this I need a job heavy. done. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, um, it helped. I think it helped Hunter a lot because. At that point, when he when he did realize that, right, he's like, oh, crap, she could have collected all the money, turned us in right now. But she goes, look, here's your cut of the credits. And she opens the case and there it is. And then she closes it and hands it to him. And, you know, she basically says, if you need more cash, it's fine. Come to me. But I I think that helped kind of alleviate some of that stress he had about it because he's like, we could have been turned in by now, like no money, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And we're back, you know back in the empire's clutches so yeah but yeah i think we'll see her again i tend to think she's trustworthy too um she worked with the jedi which gives me like good vibes and uh, off the jump you know um Mm -hmm. but time will tell no honor among thieves as they say she's also very comfortable with jabba the hutt's major domo so Mm -hmm. yeah so you know there's that and and he obviously knew to call her to get this job done, whether that's because she was local or because he works with her, obviously, in the past. I don't know, but um, he's aware of her one way or the other. Mm-hmm. There was another, uh, you know, roguish character who was a good person deep down who was also casual with Jabba up to a point. Might have heard of him. Han Solo. Who? Han Solo. Uh, and Han, 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 Han yeah, old buddy. I know Han. Han, yeah, <laughs> Han, old buddy, old pal. Yeah, um, and I think that's. Oh no, I I do want to mention that Wrecker does not skip leg day. We saw him doing squats with Gonky, who he Gonk has squats. been using as, um, I don't know, exercise equipment throughout the whole series. But good to see him um, working that lower body too. You know, you got to stay balanced. It's, it's the uh, injury. It's the Rex and Effect uh, workout plan for Max Gaines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get swole. It's the Rex and Effect. There you only you need one one piece of equipment, and it's a <laughs> bench droid. bench press, yeah. curls, squats. He's like uh, Chuck Norris over here, just peddling one piece of equipment for full body workouts. <laughs> it, it does look very heavy. I yeah, say. I don't. It's impressive he could do the curls with it and not. You know what I mean? Like it's either that or it's really light. One of the two. And he's just light. Look at it. It's huge. Making it making it look easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we talked about it a little bit on Friday. I you know Moochie's scenario or situation is kind of sad in the long run. It's um 
you know you the tragedy of one captor to another it's and the back tra- to the original yeah, captor the tragedy of Muchi the kept which is basically held in captivity by slavers and then rescued and then only to be put back in captivity by Jabba's people so uh I will say kind of sad it seems like Jabba's people do care for their rancors i mean I, I know it's maybe not nice that they feed people to them, but from the Rancor standpoint, that's probably what the Rancor wants. True. So, I mean, yes, they're held in captive, but so is my dog. I think he's pretty happy. I don't know. I think his living space is a little <laughs> bit larger, though, than the Rancor's space that we saw, at least in at least in Return of the Jedi, because all you saw, like, it was in yeah, his little, one room. His cage. Yeah. yeah, and then they opened the door, and he had literally room to walk in and turn in and then that was it like <laughs> like luke kind of had an, a little bit of an advantage because he could move around a little bit more but yeah it was uh, on it yeah but we we don't know that that enclosure is all of because isn't there there's the door so it could be like the zoo where they have like the outdoor and then they have the indoor and there's like you know that little yeah, I room in he between came in from his habitat for the purposes of eating that's someone just the dining in the pit. room you know yeah <laughs> it's the dining room you might have a I, don't know. I mean they like Jabba's place. palace is on that big like hill right and there's like the mm-hmm. ca- the cavern down there maybe they've got like mm-hmm. a little rancor open, habitat yeah that's, a little rancor habitat down in there of course i don't know maybe but yeah, so they and it did seem like they treat theirs a little bit better because Malakili, that's what was it? Was that the the from a certain point of view story where they recruited Malakili to basically come and take care of the Rancor, uh, Rancors and and train the Rancors at Jabba's palace? I think was one of the stories. I'm pretty he sure. Sure was sad when he died. I mean that that yeah. was heartfelt. He loved yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I, I was happy to see a full set of rules for Omega in this episode. Basically, yes. um, don't talk to strangers. Um, only trust your squad. If you need They're us, use as the they com. Go. They, uh, they did learn <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. 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 Like, that probably should have been set up as soon as she was on the ship, but I think they just kind of assumed she was going to be like them and understand, like, oh, this is what you got to do to survive in the world. Nope. They Not barely understand anything either, though. They don't even know how bribes work. They don't even know that they're mercenaries, even though they obviously are. They thought this mm-hmm. lady was just going to help them for no reason because they asked. Like, well, you know, they got some things to learn, too. But I'm glad yeah. we're we're working towards some boundaries for this young girl. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Do's and don'ts of the real world, people. Yeah. Do's and don'ts of the Star Wars universe. Stranger danger, like we mentioned last week. That was a that's a good yeah. starting point. I'm glad they got there. <laughs> right. Um, it took them a while, but they got there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they would. I mean, you would figure they don't really trust strangers too much. Like, but you're gonna let her just you know wander off. That's well, all right. Um, but yeah, good episode. Solid episode. I like this episode. It was um, yeah. pretty on point from start to finish. Love baby Rancor. Moochie was fantastic. I like the baby Rancor too. Yeah. Rancors are so hot right now. Yeah. They're in the High Republic comic too. I had a thought for the net for the show going forward, and I don't know it doesn't really relate to anything that we saw in this episode, but do you think there's some connection between this like 
Fennec Shan, when we meet her in Mando, in Mando, she's a sniper. And then she's a sniper yeah. again, you know, in the second season. And then so far, we haven't seen any of that, her scoping anything out, her shooting from a distance. Mm-hmm. And the evil member of the Bad Batch is a sniper. Mm. Hmm. Is he going to hmm. train her no. up or something? Or are they going to do a no. team up? Or Josh, I was rooting for you. What? What? <laughs> Maybe Finnick is just skilled at sharpshooting on her own and she doesn't have to meet a guy to learn how to be a sharpshooter. Oh, I wasn't necessarily saying she learned from him. I was thinking maybe she killed him and took his gun. Well, that I'm fine with. I was just <laughs> saying, is there some connection to that? I, you know, and you, I mean, everything you learn, you got to learn from somebody, right? I mean, true. But yeah, no, I wasn't, it, no, I wasn't thinking in some sort of way to to be subservient to him. I was thinking that maybe she replaces him or, or good. Uh, she can take him out. Cause we haven't, we haven't seen the I'm long, already, I'm already over crosshair. We haven't seen the <laughs> long gun yet. She only had the blaster pistol in the episode, yes. right? We haven't seen her snipe anything yet. I haven't seen her use it, but also she's trying to capture a little kid. So I, I don't know what scenario she would really be using a sniper rifle in. Um, yeah. But I also think Crosshair is getting a redemption arc. I don't think he is going to be the bad killed like that yeah. or stay on the the side of Yeah, but it's Star Wars. You have to die to be redeemed, so he's gonna get killed by Fennec Shan. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> that brings up everyone has to die. But that brings up a good, you know, question is like what happens to all of these clones at the end of I don't want to say their We're lives, but as they start getting old, pain. right? Like, I mean, we've figured Rex most was... Them, most of them stayed in the army as stormtroopers until they died, and other than the ones that did something with their uh, chips and got out, right? Mm. I mean, they were, still the, they were still the property of the Republic, which became the Empire. And yeah, but I'm I think almost, I'm almost positive that's how that worked. Yeah, and I don't even I don't know if it's canon anymore or not, but I thought they phased out most of the clones from not letting them age out. They got rid of them. They didn't let it wasn't like the clones aged yeah, out. They killed them, yes, right? they essentially removed them and used the enlisted troops. I can't remember which we're starting to see. I thought that was a thing too. Yeah, or is that just, what? I I, di- I didn't imagine, and I know that. I just don't know if it's that's part of like. What like the lore is still is still canon or not? Canon. Yeah, yeah. But some, I mean, some did go on to be stormtroopers for a quite some time. Like Cody was a stormtrooper in the old canon, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think just remember that just because we think someone, you know, has to have some untimely end at a sh- at at the end of a show doesn't mean that they have to. I mean, think about when they. Like we all started to really get into Ahsoka when she started to be cool in the Clone Wars, and you're thinking, "Well, she's got to die, right? Cause she's not in Revenge of the Sith, and she's not in the original trilogy, and she's not in any of the books or anything." And they were just like, "Nope, we're just going to write around that." So she's still, still, we figure out a good way for her to still be alive and be somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just other story arcs and things like that that and they are made going the, on that yeah they they decided that Rex was at, you know, the battle of Endor. So it's all, that's what I was going to say was Rex was, but he's not the guy in the movie apparently. Right. Which is weird. I don't know why they made, I don't understand that, but, but yeah, I don't get that, but 
yeah, apparently he was there and and went on to fight and good things happened. So that could happen with the Bad Batch, but he survived the Battle of Endor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We got a lot, a uh, lot of Bad Batch left for sure. We're only five episodes in here, so. Uh, any other last thoughts on Bad Batch Episode 5, Rampage? No? I'm hoping we see Crosshair in the next episode so we can get some time with him. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's time to move that plot line forward a little bit. That would make sense. More Rampart as well. Ugh, I, th- I, I think he needs, to, he needs to come in a little bit more. And I'm going to guess Tarkin is kind of removing himself from the situation for a little bit and letting him take over. So yeah, I don't uh, expect we'll see thick thighs Tarkin anymore really, or not much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Rampart, I mean, I guess he will pop up when crosshair does. Probably. Cause that's his, uh, that's his baby project now is the, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the thing they're doing there. I Mm want to see what happens with crosshair and I want to see what's going on with Wrecker's head. Yes. Cause didn't he just didn't uh, didn't tech fix the hand scanner thing? But why haven't they used it on themselves yet? To like, uh, he mentioned it in the one episode at the beginning that he was working on on something to help with the inhibitor chips, and then they have not mentioned it since then. Yeah, we so, got to get back to that too. Sure where we're at on that? Yeah, poor wrecker. Poor wrecker needs some help. He's got a splitting headache. I think he's gonna pull through. It's not a tumor. You better pull through, man. (laughs) I won't be able to handle it otherwise. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Love it. Love that music, Kyle. That is fantastic. <laughs> I didn't compose it, but thank you. I know. It's still great, <laughs> though. Uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed review of Bad Batch Episode 5, Rampage. Loved Rhea Perlman in there. That was uh, fantastic to hear. Again, I knew that voice as soon as it came on. I was like, that sounds so familiar, but I couldn't place it. I waited for Watch the credits. Carla than Trandoshan, that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I waited for those credits. I saw it and I was like, no way. And 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 I know Maggie and I were kind of talking. I was like, I can't remember the last time I saw Rio per- what Rio Perlman was in. Right. Like that, so it was exciting to see her in something Star Wars related. So uh, that was super cool. But uh, you guys we don't hope watch you guys Matilda had fun every weekend. Wait, wait, what? You guys don't watch Matilda every weekend? No. no. Rio. Real Perlman. No. Can't say that I have. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Real Perlman, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Do love some Danny DeVito though. He's a classic. They were married for a long time. Always Sunny is uh pretty entertaining if you guys have ever seen that show. A little show called yes. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Have you heard it? Has anybody heard of that show? <laughs> very famous. I don't know, what season are they in now? What what are, it's like two, I believe. Fourteen geez, or fifteen. Fourteen. That's crazy. That's a long-running show. Um, 
Anyway, we hope you guys enjoy the show. You can find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at The Outer Rim Beacon. You can also email us at OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. Send us, you know, any feedback. If you guys want to send in show topics, uh, whatever you guys want. We're out here to listen. So we love talking Star Wars. Shoot us some ideas. Um, you can find me, Justin, on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram and probably whatever else. And this is Maggie. You can follow me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Nice. Well, go out there wherever you guys listen to us. Like, subscribe, recommend us to your friends. If they love Star Wars and love talking Star Wars, we're happy to have them. So have them tune in. Um, you know, if you guys, like I said, have show ideas, if you want to hear, hear us talk about something, we've got some Thrawn books coming up that we're trying to get to. Um, there's a lot going on with the Thrawn novels with names we'll and places. And it's like you need a diagram of of uh, who's where and what's going on. It's um, it's a little little confuddling, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that when we do our review of the Thrawn books. So... Um, but anyway, hope you guys have a great, great week. Thank you for tuning in. As always, may the force be with you. Moochie. Always. Moochie. The Rancor is Moochie? <laughs> That's not Moochie. What is it? <laughs> That's not Moochie. That's a Rancor. <laughs> That's no Moochie. That's not a Rancor. This is a Rancor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the winner. <laughs>